Welcome back to the Appeal Unfiltered. I am one of your co-hosts, Brie Renee Stray from the A, with my lovely co-host here. Naima Abdullahi, aka Memer Dreamer. And this is a special episode, Brie Renee. We got a man who really built a brand from scratch all right here. And then it was executed and really making a big difference in the city of Atlanta. Brandon Butler, thank you for joining us on the appeal. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, I feel like I'm, you know, made it now. That's what's up. Let's go. <laughs> you ain't made it till you want to appeal and filter. That's the stamp. There's been some great folks on here. I'm glad to be uh, following behind them. Thank y'all right. for having me. You carved a lane for yourself that many haven't really been doing before, right? Um, tell us about brand curation and really taking a creative idea from ideation to execution, because what you've been able to do with Butter ATL has been so transformative that it really changed the game for the media landscape in the city of Atlanta. You know, obviously it's, it starts with having a vision, right? I think for me, um, having grown up out here, uh, I've always kind of said, Atlanta doesn't get a chance to tell its own stories. Um, uh, shout out to uh, my boy Isaac Hayes III. He actually did a tweet a couple of years ago that I literally put in the the kind of the, the pitch deck for the original idea of Butter, which was basically Atlanta needs a media company. Um, and that just, again, kind of further validated this, this belief I always kind of had. So yeah, I mean, the original idea behind Butter was just, you know, Atlanta is, is with it being such a cultural center um, it's we're more than capable of telling our own stories for so long you you'll have like uh you know brands and agencies and, and, and teams from out of town they hear about Atlanta then they come down here and they say you know let me uh go down here let me let me learn a little bit more about what's this lemon pepper wing thing and it's like <laughs> yo like I, I don't I don't need to explain what lemon pepper wings are or why we don't call it hot Atlanta to folks that aren't even from down here and they're almost you know kind of looking at us as if we're some you know totally other place, right? I think for us, it was just saying that, you know what, um, we can tell our own stories and we can tell them authentically and we can make sure, you know, the right people are getting an opportunity to be out there too, which is, um, you know, again, a big deal. I think there's a lot of folks that, you know, as I always say, have great SEO, you know, they're very, they're on the first page of Google and it seems like the people, but, you know, a lot like this show, when you kind of dig a little bit deeper, you really tend to find the folks that are really making the impact. Um, and just doing the work on a day-to-day -day basis and kind of that, you know, was the original idea behind Butter. When doing Butter, what, were there any hidden gems about Atlanta that you didn't realize or things that you ended up spotlighting that you yourself learned or grew to appreciate about the city from your own experience of telling these stories? Yeah, it's been a couple. I'd say probably one of my favorite ones, honestly, was um, the Atlanta History Center. You know, like people go there and I honestly, I had never been there before. I kind of reached out to them in the early days and they actually have this like whole warehouse. So this is like some inside information. They have like this whole warehouse of just artifacts you would not believe, you know, from Atlanta. I mean, everything from like some of the original MARTA token machines, you know, to, um, you know, stuff from the Olympics. And it's not open to the public, you know, it's where they kind of keep things for different, um, mm you know, exhibits and stuff like that. So, you know, you kind of get in there and get to see behind the scenes with stuff. Um, you know, I, I always kind of said in the early days, I, I wanted Butter to kind of be almost like the the, the key to the city. Um, and it has opened up a lot of different doors and given us an opportunity to just see things that everybody else doesn't kind of get to see and experience in kind of, a you know, up, front, up close and personal kind of unique way. So, it, you know, me as a, as a history buff and just somebody that just loves learning, like it's it's been great. 
when you hear the catchphrase, Atlanta influences everything, that's something we live, we breathe, and we stand on 10 toes down, you know what I'm saying? When you hear that, what does it mean to you? Yeah, uh, yeah, shout out AIE, those guys. Um, I mean, it's the truth, right? I think, you know, so people always ask me, even to this day, it's in the early days, but I get this like question at least like once a week, um, is there, you know, is butter ever going to expand, right? Like, is there ever going to be a butter New York or a butter LA or a, but, you know, and, 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 you know, and it's funny, like in the very early days, I kind of thought about it for a second, but like I tell people, you know, Atlanta's culture travels very well. Um, I don't, I don't feel the need to try to recreate what we've created here in butter ATL and other cities because other cities have different dynamics and Atlanta has its own dynamics. I think that's why it works, but you know, you, you can you can go almost anywhere and throw an Atlanta event. You can go almost anywhere and see where Atlanta influences the culture. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't see a lot of um, Chattanooga influencing Atlanta culture. You know what I'm saying? I don't see a lot of <laughs> yeah. I don't really see a lot of Dallas influencing Atlanta culture. Again, like those are great cities and all, but I think I would you know you can go to Dallas and throw an Atlanta. You can't really come to Atlanta and throw a Dallas party like that, right? So. You know, I think when you, when you look at, so to me, that's the definition of Atlanta influences everything is that our culture travels very well, you know, like shout out to my boy PK, he does a lemon pepper wet out in LA, you know, and again, that's just another example of somebody from Atlanta that's been able to take, you know, an, an element of the Atlanta culture, create something that in other markets love it because they know that Atlanta influences everything. No, for sure. And even but Butter ATL is starting to influence a lot on social media with you guys. Um, unique, creative way of showcasing Atlanta's culture and on a social media platform. What does that look like? And how did you um, build the, do you have a team? And how do you guys come up with your innovative ways of getting engaging content to showcase Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, we have an amazing team, um, you know, shout out to Mike Jordan, our editor in chief, real well known, you know, writer and journalist here in the city. He joined us about a year ago, um, you know, an amazing, you know, shout out to Kessler and Barbara, like we just have an amazing team of creatives. I'm in no way, shape or form. I, I, I threaten them all the time and say, don't make me open up Photoshop, um, <laughs> you know, because if I got to, I will, but you know, I leave that to the experts, right? But, um, you know, when I kind of think back to the early days, because I mean, if you follow Butter from the beginning, you know, we kind of started off originally kind of like this magazine feel almost, and then we kind of transitioned. And, you know, the framework that we kind of, that we developed and that, you know, we've always kind of lived by is, there are um, three parts to every, there's three parts to every story, right? There's the, the origin story, there's the shared experience, and there's a story of now. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if you ask somebody like, you know, how did Spider-Man get his powers? What happened? He got bit by a spider. He got bit by a spider. That's right. So you know Spider-Man's origin story. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. We talk about things like, uh, you know, the shared experience, elements of Atlanta culture that all of us can agree are authentic to Atlanta culture. You know, a, an easy one is traffic, right? Or an easy one is potholes, right? Like those are- American Deli. American you know. Deli. You know what I mean? Lemon yeah. pepper. There are certain things that just, we've all kind of agreed like, yeah, this this is in the culture. This is part of it. And then the story of now is, you know, just the, in the broader sense of where we are in the world, why do these things kind of matter now? So what I kind of do with the team is having developed that framework, what we kind of do is I, I tell them we can run almost any idea through that framework. So for example, you know, let's take uh, Atlanta sports, right? 
you know, the origin of Atlanta sports. We can we can make content about the Atlanta Black Crackers, right? Like the original, you know, Negro League team. We can talk about how they used to play at over at um, where Pond City Market is, or actually the Walt, the Whole Foods by Ponds was like the original stadium. You know, we can talk about um, you know, the origins of uh, you know, when Ivan Allen, you know, expanded the freeways here and how those cut through certain neighborhoods, right? So there's, you know, we can talk about Atlanta sports to where um, you know, the Braves went to the World Series a bunch and they lost, right? And so they're just origins that you can tell right and that's why Atlanta kind of has the vibe about sports that it has you know go to Michael Vick whatever then you think about shared experiences you think about like moments where we all kind of came together when it whether it was you know in the in the realm of sports whether it was when the Braves finally won the World Series whether it was when Atlanta United finally gave us a championship or gave us a champion in their second year you know all the way to you know the the Falcons losing 23 to Super Bowl I was in Houston it hurt I was there um, you know, or even now, right? Like, you know, um, what happened with UGA, you know, winning the national champion, right? So those, there's shared experience moments as all, all of us can kind of come together. Then why it matters is because again, like those are the stories to help build Atlanta and kind of take it forward. So we can talk about why this matters. Well, it matters because, you know, historically Atlanta hasn't been a great sports town. Historically, we've always kind of like gotten almost there, but never really broken through, right? So, yeah. you know, you see, so even with sports, I can break that down into those three different areas. And I can come up with a ton of content just around the idea of sports and, and kind of use it like that. So that's like one of the frameworks that we've kind of developed that allows us to kind of continually kind of like look, you know, churn things out, as I say, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, and then we always do what I say, um, we, we, we operate using what I kind of call stock and flow, right? So um, stock content, we all know this month is Black History Month, you know, so February 1st, we need a Black History post, right? We all know that um, February 14th is Valentine's Day, so we need a Valentine's post, right? Like those days are going to come. We all know that the Falcons play on Sunday, you know, so we're going to have something ready for that. Um, but then there's the flow stuff. There's the things that are happening kind of in real time mm -hmm. that we also then kind of keep an eye out for. So for example, yesterday when Tom Brady retired, right? Like, yeah, we have things in in, in the in the in the pipeline but now you think about okay what does tom brady retiring mean to an atlanta falcons fan that's still managed about 28 to 3 right so i'm happy about it <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying so again like you kind of have you kind of have that you know that that long-term vision but you also kind of keep uh, an eye out and bandwidth for things that are happening in real time and, and that's where i think people get that that feel that butter is kind of always on the pulse of things does it ever get exhausting being ahead of your time with a creative idea? Because I can't even imagine in the ideation process, the amount of convincing for how innovative and how necessary it is when people don't really latch on to things immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, it, I mean, it's 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 definitely a lot of work. I think for me, you know, um, my background's in tech. And so I'm, I've always been very big on try it. I've always been very big on, um, you know, just put it out there. Like, I don't necessarily judge the success of our content by how many likes it gets or anything like that. Um, so to me, that is really kind of freed, freed up, you know, just the, the, the stress, I think, because, you know, as, as they always say, right, when you want, when you want to learn how to juggle, um, the trick with learning how to juggle is learning how to throw. It's not learning how to catch. You know, if you learn how to throw, the ball always lands in the same place. And so what I tell the team is, let's focus on throwing. Like, let's get our, 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 our muscle memory in place. Let's do things so that we can constantly push content out there, do it the right way. And if, and if we focus on the throwing, it'll land in the right place. Wow. I, that, that alone, I think that's a, I, that just hit me. 
Brandon, I feel like I need to focus on throwing because I think a, a lot of times as content creators, we get discouraged because we think we're like, I believe and I'm so passionate about my my product, my brand, um, my messaging, and I'm putting out this content and it might not hit or take off right away. It might not be getting the likes and we're judging based off the response of others, um, our level of success. But like you're saying, if you just judge your success based off your consistency of throwing and it, you know what I mean? That is something you can actually control. And that made it, that just took a load off of me. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. That's I've always, again, that's what I've always said. For me, it's been much more about consistency. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's the big thing I've always kind of preached to the team is I want us to be the most consistent page out there. Again, we get, you know, people give us a hard time because, you know, like, let's, I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't parts of Atlanta that can't be improved or should be improved, but I don't, I also don't want to race to the bottom, right? Like, because the thing about racing to the bottom is, is that not that you'll win, but you might come in second. And like, I have no desire to, like I say, if, if, if being authentic to the culture is showing the worst parts of the culture is showing nothing but crime and broken car windows and all that kind of stuff, like that's not the culture. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are people out there that do that, you know, it works for them, but like, we're not playing the same game. Um, Never have and never will be, you know? What's the responsibility that comes with telling the stories of the culture? Because I think you just kind of touched on it. If we're always shining a light on the negatives and the clickbaits, it's always going to pop because it's a bait. Um, But tell us about the responsibility of ethics and integrity that goes into what Butter ATL does every single day. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, you know, and I really, I've really come to really respect, you know, folks that are you know, well-known journalists like yourself and Mike, because it's tough. I think, you know, a big, a big moment for me was, you know, last year when all the social justice stuff was happening, you know, like I, and even just personally, like, I don't desire to rush to announce somebody died. You know, personally, that's very stressful to me, right? Like, I'm just telling you, just being straight up, like, I don't, I'm not really, I mean, it's, it's sad when it happens. There are certain people that pass away that you do have a responsibility to you know, pass that information along. You don't want to, you know, like when John Lewis passed away, like you're going to, we're going to say something about that. But, you know, I'm not here to, to break the news. I'm not here to beat somebody else to posting it. Um, I, I have, I take no joy in, you know, sharing the, the worst parts of someone else's life and experience um, or the saddest parts for, you know, a, a quick dopamine hit of engagement. So I think again, like, you know, we have a responsibility to kind of do it in the right way. Um, you know, and, and, but here's the thing though, everybody's way is a little bit different. You know, I think, you know, I, I don't necessarily think, and I've had conversations with some of the folks that run some of these other accounts. I mean, they're not necessarily, you know, bad people. I think they just have a certain POV on what their vision of culture is. And, you know, I just speak from a person that is probably a little bit older, a little bit more settled. Um, you know, I just look at things a little bit differently. And so, you know, there are going to be certain people that our content doesn't resonate with. And that's totally cool. Like, we're not we're not here for everybody. Like, I know we're butter ATL, um, but you can't be all things to all people. And for us, it's about the people that, you know, love Atlanta, that want to celebrate the city, that want to know about the parts of culture that are interesting. And, you know, if you want to get your the other crazy stuff, there's plenty of places you can go do that. But um, you just won't see it on our side. <laughs> 
I love that. Have you ever had any moments where you had to remind your team to stay true to that messaging um, where you have team members like, hey, we should be posting this because it is working for other people or like, how is it to stay true to that integrity? How hard is it for you to stay true, especially as your team continues to expand and, and grow? Yeah, um, it would seem difficult. But so one of the things I did when we kind of launched Butter is I've, I've been a part of like lots of different things, startups, businesses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a number of them have failed. And a lot of times when they do, it's not because of external situations, it's because of internal situations. So one of the things that I did with all of my team members, and I still do to this day, to anybody that joins the team, the first thing I do is I give them a book. And the book is called Radical Candor. And it's one of the best books I've ever read just on like being a teammate and leadership. And it says is, the most successful teams are able to be radically candid with each other. So I always say like, if you've ever played sports, for example, you know, in the heat of a basketball game, you might tell somebody, get your ass over there. Well, that person doesn't stop and say, hey, don't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? You're having a radically candid conversation with your teammates so that you can put them in a position to score. They know that the intention behind you saying that is just to, to get you in the right position, right? So what I really always seriously, that's been like the one thing I've always been super big with the team on is that if butter falls apart, it won't be because you think somebody looked at you funny and they giving you a hard time. And I, and I, you know, and so what radical candor is, does it's given us a, a framework as a team to kind of learn how to operate in that capacity. Not that you're not going to have um, disagreements and things like that. That's fine. But again, I just don't want anybody having a disagreement and not feeling like they they don't have the ability to have that kind of like we're all adults like you can have that conversation with your with your teammates it might be slightly uncomfortable but like I always say some of your biggest breakthroughs are on the side of uncomfortable on the other side of uncomfortable conversations so you know you know so again like with that being said we don't really get I don't really get a lot of people on the team pushing us to do what other people do because they've all kind of bought into our POV um and and i'm just really happy about that like we don't i don't get anybody saying you know let's be like somebody else i always see our team saying how can we do this in our own authentic way and voice as a product of atlanta as someone who grew up you know in the city how does it feel and how did it feel for the first time when an artist that you grew up listening to is co-signing with your creativity i just wonder like how those moments feel for you because it's like big boy Killer Mike, like these are brands you've known your whole life. How did that feel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's hard not to fan out. You know, I get in these situations like, okay, Brandon, be cool. Be cool. cool. Um, Because I was a fan. I've always been a fan. You know, I was a fan way before I was the biggest outcast fan years before butter started. I remember listening. I remember, you know, buying the first outcast tape and listening to it at my grandma's house in Alabama when I was out of town. Right. So like now, when I'm, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, Big Boy invited me over to the, the dungeon for a listening party, right? And I'm just, I'm like, yeah, hey, Big, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And like, but then they start playing old outcast songs and I'm in here rapping. I'm like, oh man, I'm turning into a fan, you know? Um, or, you know, same thing with, um, with Killer Mike, who's amazing. Like, I remember we did a piece of content and, uh, you know, he reached out to us via DM and then we started talking and then, you know, one day he FaceTimed me. And again, like, you know, I like saved his number in my phone and I was like, oh yeah. But then like, it's like, hey, you have an incoming call from Killer Mike. And I'm like, so, I mean, you do have moments where you're just, you know, I always say, I'm just happy to be here. I'm very appreciative. 
Um, you know, I, I mean, again, like it, it's just amazing to know that people that I've looked up to that honestly have helped, uh, you know, shape a lot of my, you know, POV on Atlanta as well as helped me get through some tough times in life. Like, look, like, you know, like, you know, I grew up on music. So there's been, you know, I remember one of my first jobs um, listening to the first Goody Mob album, riding the, riding the bus there every day. You know what I'm saying? And so again, like now when I know Big Gip, <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, like you never could have told a kid that was, you know, catching the bus to go, you know, work and, and was listening to this stuff that like one day these people that he, you know, looked up to would not only know his name, but respect him and his work and ask his opinion. Like, I just think it's amazing. So I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Do you have any advice for the younger generation that might be following Butter AL that want to either be in the hip hop and be in the storytelling of our culture or to continue to shine light on Atlanta? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I'd probably say is, you know, effort counts twice. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think- Hold this on, is hold on, that, we gotta pause on that. I gotta let it, let it marinate. Effort, effort counts. counts twice. Yeah, because, right, if you think about it, right, like you need effort and talent to develop skill. And so when you think about it, right, like, even if you have talent, if you turn up the effort, you'll amplify the talent and you'll increase the skill. And I think a lot of people, you know, I think they have it the opposite. They think you're supposed to be born with some natural ability. But the reality is the most successful people, I mean, there's, you know, proof from everybody in the military, everywhere else is, are the people that put in twice the effort. That's the, that's the secret sauce. The secret sauce in this game is grit. The secret yeah. sauce in this game is the ability to, you know, uh, persevere and, you know, keep putting in a little bit more work when you're tired. Because again, effort counts twice. And, you know, most people, the reality is most people do the minimum. I don't care what anybody says. Like if, if all things being equal, if left to their own devices, most people will do the minimum. So if you think about it, if most people do the minimum and you think effort counts twice, how much further ahead will you be of most people? Um, so that's the big thing I would tell people, like, you know, this, like people see what we do with butter and they think, oh, it's fun. They make social media content, da, da, da. I'm like, no, this is a job. And like, my team understands it. They, they know what's expected of them. We have a great time every day because it allows them to, you know, be creative and tell stories and highlight aspects of Atlanta. But again, the thing that it's always about, are we going to put in the effort? Are you going to, you know, stick to this thing? Are you really going to, you know, do your best work as, as much as you possibly can? And I think that's the difference between people that, you know, are moderately successful versus the people that like are really making a big difference is they really put in double effort or, or quadruple effort, however you want to look at it, but they get that out on the other end so much more. Listen, Brandon, 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 so many gems. I know our listeners are really going to enjoy learning so much from you. And thank you so much for joining us today.